Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedegren. I'm blessed, honored, humbled to be the pastor at Stratford, Salisbury Center, and Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, we recognize miracles, and we celebrate miracles together. This morning's memory verse comes from Matthew 8, 9. Matthew 8, 9. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth that. Let us pray. Father God, maker of heaven and earth, you shine in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. You reign in holiness, and no evil impurity can associate. We bless your holy name, Lord, for another time of gathering as your children. We call upon your presence as we start today's gathering. Come, Holy Spirit, let every evil and darkness disappear. We come against every evil plot concerning this gathering, and we nullify it. We pray for grace to remain standing in you. Grant it unto us in Jesus' name. Fill us with your power and bind us with the cord of love. Open the floodgates of heaven and release your reign of blessings. As we go today, fill our hearts with joy, recharge and refill us with the sweetness of your presence. Empower us to live the rest of our lives for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Please join me with a call to worship. Come, let us present ourselves before our God. Bring all your troubles and anxiety to God in prayer. Surely God knows our thoughts and hears our prayers. We find strength for living as we praise God. Lay down your arrogance and your false pride. Admit your needs as you seek God's favor. We pour out our souls before the living God. We do not withhold from God our misery and distress. God grants our petitions and gives us peace. The counsel of our God gladdens our hearts. In God's presence there is fullness of joy. As we meet together, we are encouraged and comforted. I guess there is one announcement. I apologize. Uh, we worked on our radio this weekend at Salisbury Center, and uh, thanks to Warren and Lyle, that has been uh, repaired. So if, uh, if you are in the neighborhood at 11 o'clock, you can just pull in the parking lot or down by the fire department. You can listen to the message live with all those beautiful voices singing. Uh, that's at Salisbury Center at 11 o'clock. The radio station is listed on the marquee. If you're down in Stratford and you want to hear it live, but you don't want to come inside, uh, the service there starts at 9.30, and they also have the radio station that you can, uh, you actually, you can park all the way down by the bridge in a you know, big open space, and you can hear the radio there. And they have the uh, radio station listed on their marquee as well. This morning's Lady Scripture comes from Mark 16, 14 through 20. Mark 16, 14 through 20. Later, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were sitting at the table. And he upbraided them for the lack of faith and stubbornness, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the good news to the whole creation. The one who believes and is baptized will be saved but the one who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. By using my name, they will cast out demons, 
They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes in their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and proclaimed the good news everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by the signs that accompanied it. This is the word of God for the people of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. We move to joys and concerns this morning. And uh, once again, with heavy heart, we did have a death in our community. Actually, we had two deaths in our community, I'm sorry, uh, just this past week. We have uh, two pastors still in the hospital. We have prayer lists that are filled with uh, people from our churches, people from our community that we're lifting up. I, I just beg you, this is the time to be praying every day, of course, is a time to be praying. But, you know, as we get closer and closer to the end times, whether it's tomorrow or 100 years from now, we, we really need to be a community that prays. We need to lift each other up. We need to pray for strength for each other. We need to pray for endurance and obviously healing. So join with me this morning, if you would, as we pray. Father God, we lift up our hearts to you in prayer, trusting in your help. You've promised to be our keeper, to guard our going out and our coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And so we ask that you would be with us and uphold those who are ill. Grant them healing according to your will. As we look forward to the day of Christ's return in glory, help us by your Holy Spirit to remember your holy law, statutes, and just decrees, and to walk in them according to your will, and in this way show reverence for your holy name, which you have bestowed upon us in baptism. We ask your blessing upon our national economy and upon our own jobs and financial well-being. Direct the unemployed to useful labor that will provide for their needs. Lead us to be generous to those who are suffering economic hardships. Sustain in us a strong work ethic so that we might provide for our families, help those in need, and give generously for the work of the church. Help us to not grow weary in doing good. Give us an ongoing awareness that this world and the things of this world will not endure forever, but there will come a last day. In the midst of natural disasters and economic distress and political uncertainty, help us to see these events as signs of the end so that they would not catch us unaware, but instead we would recognize that our redemption is drawing near. Bless your church on earth, Father God. Protect us from false teachers who would deceive by your name and lead us astray. Help us to always hold fast to the firm foundation of your word. In the midst of uncertain times, grant us a mouth and the wisdom to bear witness to your Son, Jesus Christ, and the redemption we have in him. Dear Heavenly Father, whatever else you see that we need, whatever is for good of our neighbor and shows your joy, we pray that you would grant to us, your children. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The title to this morning's message is Clothed with Power clothed with power. Last week, we showed how God made mankind in his image and likeness and gave us authority over the earth. Adman was, Adam, <laughs> Adman, too many meetings, excuse me, Adam was to have dominion over the earth as a son of God. 
It was his birthright given by the creator himself. Now, his authority didn't make him or us equal with God, of course, but this authority was similar to a power of attorney, if you will, meaning it could be revoked at any time by the one empowering it. Or it could be transferred, as was the case when Adam and Eve were disobedient to God and sinned and transferred their authority to Satan. But Christ came to earth in the flesh, took on our sins, was crucified, buried, and resurrected, defeated the enemy, and reclaimed authority over the earth and the heavens and everything in it. And then, of course, Father God sent the Holy Spirit to clothe us in power from on high, once again transferring authority to those who believe in and accept Christ. And how fitting it is that we discuss authority today as we celebrate veterans this week. Veterans like the centurion recognize authority in others. As we read in Luke 7, it says, Say the word, and my servant will be healed. But verse 8 shows us that veterans also recognize their own authority. It reads, For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, Go, and he goes, and that one, Come, and he comes. I say to my servant, Do this, and he does it. Imagine what our world would look like today if our military failed to accept or act on their power and authority. Or if through their disobedience, they gave up or transferred their authority to our enemy. Imagine them handing over their weapons. Our world would look a lot different, wouldn't it? Police officers also receive authority from the government. They're empowered to stop criminals, maintain traffic laws, and protect people and communities. Now imagine if our police officers never exercised their authority in maintaining peace and control in our society. Our communities would look a lot different. Just ask the resident, residents in the cities where they've stripped power and authority from law enforcement. Crime rates are the highest ever recorded, including murder. In parts of California, police are no longer authorized to arrest thieves who steal goods worth under $1,000. Have you seen the news? People are taking advantage of this. This lack of power and authority has resulted in people filling shopping carts with goods and just walking out of the store. I've seen many news outlets showing people taking large trash bags, filling them with all kinds of products, and then just walking out without paying. In several instances, the news showed a security guard or a police officer witnessing these thefts, but they no longer had the authority to stop them. At last count, I read at least eight Walgreens were closing their stores because of this. But imagine for a second, if you will, that the laws changed back again. The laws in California. Imagine the governing body restating power and authority back to the police officers. That would mean, of course, that they would once again be empowered to prevent and even stop the crimes from being committed. If their power and authority was restored, they could act within that authority. But what if the law was changed and they didn't know it was changed? Or what if they were confused or didn't understand what new power and authority they now had? My guess would be they would continue doing what they were doing before allowing thieves to steal what didn't belong to them. Well, brothers and sisters, that's the problem we have in our churches today, 
Most Christians don't know their power and authority. Our power and authority has been restored through the sacrifice of Christ. Our power over the earth and our power over the enemy. So in most cases, we continue to live and act like our power has been stripped from us because of Adam's sin. But it's not true. It is a lie. Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead and proclaimed victory over death, hell, the grave, and our enemy. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus tells us, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, the Greek word for authority means rightful, actual, and unimpeded power to act, possess, control, or dispose of someone or something. Jesus had all authority. Jesus reclaimed the authority for man, and we are empowered to exercise that authority in him. And yet many Christians appear to be living defeated lives with no hope, with no power, and no authority. They're living like those in the world who don't know Jesus. The psalmist reminds us of the authority God gave his creation in Psalm 8, 5 through 8. It reads, you have made them, us, a little lower than God and crowned them, us, with glory and honor. You have given them, meaning us, dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, our feet, all sheep and oxen, also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. So let's just read that with us again. I, I'm sorry if that was confusing. I changed, I took out the word them and put us in. You have made us a little lower than God and crowned us with glory and honor. You've given us dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under our feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the fields, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. Jesus reclaimed that dominion for us with his resurrection. And Matthew 16, 19 tells us he gave us the keys to the kingdom. It reads, I will give you the kings of the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Loosing has to do with what we are permitting and releasing. In Jesus' name, of course including demonic bondage or even sickness. Our power and authority has been restored through Christ for those who believe. When we pray or speak in the name of Jesus, we're not exercising authority in our own name, but in the name that is above every name. And no power or door that holds someone captive, whether physical or spiritual, can stand against the keys of heaven. As believers, we are free to live and act with kingdom authority through Christ. Hebrews 2, 14 through 15 assures us, Since, therefore, the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. We are no longer held captive by the enemy. We've been set free by the mighty acts of Christ. The enemy no longer has power, authority, or control over our lives. Unless, like Adam, we allow him to. 
if we believe his lies and deceptions concerning our health, our finances, or even our very salvation. In John 8, Jesus tells us Satan was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So why do we listen to him? Why do we allow him to convince us that we're poor or unwanted or unloved or sinners beyond saving? Why do we allow him to convince us our health is poor and trick us into speaking sickness and death over our lives? Colossians 1.13 reminds us God has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. The word power is literally translated authority. We have been delivered from the power or authority of darkness and placed into God's kingdom. We have been rescued. We have been set free. The enemy has no legal power over us. But we have two problems here. Number one, the enemy doesn't care about legalities. He's a father of all lies and a deceiver. 1 Peter 5.8 tells us, Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around, looking for someone to devour. Now, I wrote this in italics. He's like a roaring lion. He makes a lot of noise, but he has no teeth. He's been defeated, so he's like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. And then we have the second problem. The someone he's looking for is the someone who doesn't realize or understand that they have the power and authority to resist him. 1 Peter 5, 9 tells us to resist him steadfast in your faith. And we turn to Ephesians for guidance on how to do just that. Verse 10 tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Verse 11 instructs us to put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then verse 13 advises us to take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. But how do we know or do any of this if we lack the knowledge or the truth? We must understand our authority in Christ, what some call kingdom authority or dominion rule. Like the police officers I mentioned earlier, what if we don't know or understand what authority we've been given? Well, it's impossible to know without getting in the Bible and reading the Word of God. And it's almost impossible without attending Bible studies. And now all three churches have Uh, Bible studies. We call them Bible discussions, but all three churches are now offering that. And of course, it'll never be possible unless we seek help from the Holy Spirit and ask for wisdom. We've been given not only the keys to heaven, but many other keys to open or unlock doors and to close or lock others. The Bible calls it to loosen or to bind. But how do we know which key to use if we don't read the instructions? Imagine a keychain with a bunch of different keys attached. Maybe you've never needed a few of the keys and can't even remember where you're supposed to use them. Maybe you've used some of them, but it's been so long you forgot which key unlocks which door. Or maybe you didn't even realize you were given a key that you might need 
And there it is all that time sitting on that keychain. That's how it is with our defense from the enemy and our ability to subdue the world. We've been given many keys on a key set, but may not realize the power and authority that each key possesses. And we won't know if we don't get in the Bible, brothers and sisters. Taking dominion and subduing the world requires knowledge and the understanding and rightful use of our position in Christ. To discover what that position is, we go back to God's original plan and purpose for mankind. We go back to Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. And in verse 28, we are God's first five spoken commandments to man. He said, we be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. So the five things, we are commanded to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth, to subdue the earth, and lastly, to have dominion over every living thing. These are not suggestions. These are original commandments from our Creator. This was God's, God's original plan before the fall of man. Now, his plan never changed, but man did. And God needed to send his son to reclaim dominion by defeating the enemy. And now Jesus gives us the power and authority over the earth again, just as our father originally intended. We have the power to walk in victory over the enemy, whether the enemy comes in the form of sickness, poverty, addictions, lust, fear, anxiety, or any other attack outside of God's plan for us. Get in the Bible this week. See just how much kingdom power you have. And make sure you come next week as we explore how to use or manifest our authority through the power of our tongues and how we speak. We move to the offering at this point. We are encouraged to give as God has blessed us, bringing our offering not to win God's favor, but to give our thanks, not out of habit, but as a caring community that provokes one another to love and good deeds. Brothers and sisters, I cannot thank you enough for your contributions to our churches. I, I really do. I brag about it all the time. Our last big pastor meeting with eight or ten pastors, I was able to just give God glory and the Holy Spirit for just putting it on your hearts to uh, support our missions, to support our ministries. And what ministries they are, they are making such a difference in the community. I thank you for that. So, that being said, let's pray. Our hearts are glad and our souls rejoice in the opportunity to share. Here are the fruits of your generosity and our hard work. And thanks for the perfect offering of Jesus Christ, we also bring ourselves with our gifts. Show us how to combine our efforts to build wholesome relationships, extend your church, and minister in your name throughout the world. Amen. God is with us wherever we go. Listen for his counsel every day. Maintain a relationship through prayer. Seek to provoke and challenge each other to do good deeds out of love, showing the community we are followers of the one who loved us so much he gave up his life so we may live. And now receive the benediction. 
May the love of God be the passion in your heart. May the joy of God your strength when times are hard. May the presence of God be a peace that overflows. And may the word of God be the seed you sow. Amen. Until we meet again, may God bless you and keep you. Please stay safe and stay in his word. God bless you all.